Okay, guys, welcome back to Toby Talk with Dom. And Emma. Episode 15. 15, all right. Yeah. So this week we have our community managers on, Don and Anissa. Yeah. Talk with us about their role here at Lions Heart, um, some class coordinator stuff for you guys looking to be class coordinators out there in Lions Heart, and some member things as well. Oh, that sounds great. Yeah, so let's get to it. It's a great interview. All right. All right, guys, we are here with our community managers, Don and Anissa. Say hello. Hey, guys. Hi. All right. Well, introduce yourselves, guys, what your role is here, and I guess how you got involved or started in Lionsheart. Oh, hi. My name is Anissa, and I'm a community manager. I do all of the states outside of California, and I got involved with Lionsheart about four years ago when my son joined the Huntington Beach chapter, and he is part of the Boys 2019 Red Group. All right, shout out. Shout out to there. Yes, I have to mention them. <laughs> My name is Dawn Wood, and I am the other community manager, and I overlook California. And I'm also the awards manager. And um, I started um, in Lion's Heart when my daughter, Allison, was in eighth grade. She signed up and um, became a member. I became a class coordinator for my son's group in 2000, well, the 2017 Boys Blue Group. And uh, they're now off to college. So that's how I got started. Okay, cool. So it sounds like you guys have been involved with Lions Heart for quite a while. And it sounds like with your families and everything that volunteering has played a part or played a role in your life. So would you be able to speak a little bit to that? Like how volunteering has played a role in your life? Sure, I can. Don? Sure. I mean, I started getting volunteering back when the kids were back in Wagonwell Elementary School. I became, I was on the PTA board in the community service, mm-hmm. and that's how I started becoming a volunteer and learning about volunteering and getting the kids involved at Sarah's Pantry down in San Juan, and that's, we've been doing it ever since. We do a candy drive for them once a year for their holiday party and a book drive for them. Oh, great. And we awesome. continue it. We continue that even though I'm not a class coordinator or... Okay. <laughs> Good for you. I'm going to yeah. throw it back even further. Okay. I started when I was a brownie, oh. <laughs> and then I went to a Girl Scout, so I was always doing community service, mm-hmm. and I continued on, and then when my son was old enough, I started getting him involved in just holiday events around town mm-hmm. so that he would just kind of get used to being around events and giving back and understanding what it was like. And then um, I was kind of feeling like, he was disconnected and wasn't really grasping it. Mm-hmm. And my girlfriend, um, Christy, said, you know, there's this group called Lion's Heart. Let's kind of get our boys involved. And sure enough, I read about it, and I'm like, okay, let's do it. And so we got our boys involved, but I was, it was like it kind of fell in our laps, and it was awesome. But um, we didn't have that growing up. Kind of we had, like, the Girl Scout thing, and it was a little bit yeah. different. And, but, yeah, it's great to have this for the kids. So, um, as a parent, can you speak to maybe the impact that the volunteering has had so far on your family or on your kids? Or even you? Yeah. Um, You know what, I personally, I enjoy the feeling that I have after I've volunteered and given back. Um, I think that that just gives you that great feeling of you've done something for someone else, you've done something good, um, and it's fulfilling. To, to do that and give back and make a difference in someone else's life, no matter what level you're at. Um, I wanted my son to experience that, and I wanted him to really have that like heartfelt impact that I was feeling. Yeah. Um, 
I think it's hard when they're really young to have them be exposed to those things that are so big that they impact them so heavily. So our boys, I know in our group, started out doing like the PTA carnivals. And that's what really like engaged them. They had fun doing it. They had fun giving back. Um, And then we kind of went to like a soup kitchen was our next level. And that was... um, impactful for them it was face-to-face interaction um, they got to see all ranges of people um, and it was hard work too yeah. so um, that's when it really started impacting them and then they did the toys for tots warehouse where they go and sort and they were really kind of like wow look at how many people give back to toys for tots it's not just that you see this cardboard box you know, in a toy store, yeah. it was like on this grand scale in this big warehouse and they had to sort like by age group and girl boy. Mm-hmm. And it was, it was impactful to see how many toys there were and how many people contribute to that. Um, so it's been impactful for them to see that growing up in those different levels and stages. Um, and I'm glad that it was, it's taken on a different impact than I had planned for him. <laughs> But it's been great. A positive one. Yeah. Obviously, yeah, yeah definitely. I think it's an eye-opener. I think mm-hmm. our kids can see, like we would do a holiday party and what kids get. And I think and they, our kids are there helping, picking out one or two items at Christmas time. And they understand that things are different. And, yeah. you know, and, and what side of impact you do rather large like you said a large scale or small everything helps and every little bit helps helping someone in some way which which is a good thing to have and my daughter and and son still volunteer in college and my daughter does um, a lot of volunteering through her um, sorority and ran an event so I think being a Lions Heart member before and taking that on was a great accomplishment and my son in the fraternity, you have to you have to give back also. You don't yeah. have to, but it's <laughs> you should give back. And so I, I think Lions Heart is a good starting point, and it gets them going in the right direction to give back to the community and yeah. what it values, how it values other people. Absolutely. Yeah. And we actually had Allie on our podcast before. So we did. Shout out to Allie. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so as community managers, you guys, your, your role here is to help support our class coordinators. So for those that don't know what a class coordinator is, can you talk more about that role and what it's like to be a class coordinator? That's all you, Don. That's all me. (laughs) I was a class coordinator for, um, like I said, for the boys 2017 Blue Group. Um, We started in seventh grade. It was a great experience. I know for a lot of people it can be kind of um, scary to sign that check box in the registration that you want to be a class coordinator. It's not as an entailed or detailed as one would expect. Um, you meet one meeting a month or every two months. We have six meetings that we, we require. Mm-hmm. Um, the, maybe the most, it'll take you maybe one to two hours a month to be a class coordinator. But what you get out of it is amazing. I Like I said, I had um, 20 boys from seventh grade. A lot of them I've known since kindergarten. And it was fun to see them grow grow up and see things differently. And um, now they're all off to college. So I, if you're thinking about being a class coordinator, it's a great opportunity to get involved in the community and to get those boys involved and see the growth that they can have. And it's an amazing experience. It's not as hard as people think when you hear, do you want to volunteer to be a class coordinator? It's not that bad. It's actually a lot of fun, and yeah, I enjoyed I don't it. Think it's, yeah, I definitely don't think it's as overwhelming as people no. think. Um, and I do think, like Dawn said, I think that you are going to have a much 
different experience with the boys. It's much more unique um, growth experience if your group kind of stays together, mm-hmm. even if it's just a, a smaller core mm-hmm. group. Um, you're going to have that unique growth experience with them that maybe you wouldn't get if you were coaching a team for just one season or something. It's You're giving back. You're doing something that's on a different level. Um, Dawn experienced it uh, with her group. Um, I've kind of seen it with our own group, um, my son's group, and it's just a neat experience. So I think being a class coordinator, is, I, I haven't been in a class coordinator, but I've watched it happen. Um, I think it's definitely a great experience. We definitely build character for the members. You know, yeah. you, you you shape them into what society should be and how you, you know, volunteering within your within your community or outside your community is a very important role in all of our lives. So I think as a, as a class coordinator, it's our responsibility to let them grow and let them yeah. see what we can do to help other people. Yeah. I had fun. I, I love my well, boys. Yeah, and, yeah, on top of I, that. Yeah, I love my boys. I miss them. them. And yeah. You're teaching them a trait that's very valuable and, and possibly missed and skipped yep. in mm-hmm. society. And you also can have fun while doing it. Yes. Yeah, you know. Sure. So. Uh, so you guys have any tips you'd like to share for any current class coordinators or people that might be thinking about becoming a class coordinator? I think what's important right now, and I know we've probably been, you know, hammering it in, hammering it across with emails or post is to make sure that you have all six meetings calendar out calendared out mm-hmm. um just so that everybody kind of knows where your group's at what's planned ahead and when to expect things to happen make sure your events are on your calendar um it's just nice to know um so for coordinators that, that are already in their position i would just advise that that's in place. Um, And it's really to protect you as a class coordinator because you don't want a parent calling you saying that you missed a meeting and you didn't have it on your on your calendar so you know I always tell my coordinators get them on their calendar so you're you're covered Mm -hmm. Um, but I I think being a class coordinator is a fun position and um, just you know keep up to date with the members and get them involved in the community. Are we looking for any class coordinators right now for any particular groups or areas? Um, Newport Beach. We're always looking for some coordinators in Newport Beach. Um, where else are we looking? Palos Verdes. Um, we have some people who, we, we have, um, to be a class coordinator, we, ha- we need at least three members in a group mm-hmm. or waiting to be in a group. And once we have three, we're looking for a class coordinator. So if those members want to be in a group, we need a parent volunteer to um, step up and be, to take charge and be a class coordinator for that group. And like I said, it's easy, it's fun, it's not that time-consuming to be a class coordinator. Okay. Do you guys happen to have uh, any tips or tricks right now for our members or teens looking to get back you know, into school and back out volunteering and doing more in their communities, whether they're groups or individual members right now? Um, I think, you know, the holidays are coming up. There's always great things you can do around the holidays. Mm-hmm. Um, I think if you take it, slow and easy not overwhelm yourself and jump in um especially if you haven't done volunteering before um it might be better you know there's a lot of great things that we have in our toolkit um as far as like writing letters to servicemen and women or gosh you could do like a mitten and a scarf drive or a sock drive so you know something small like that that isn't um maybe overwhelming like going out into a strange place 
you know, that might be daunting or, or to you. Um, Especially for younger teens. Yeah, yeah, where, you know, if you're doing maybe a sock drive and you're going to hand them over to a homeless shelter or something, your parent can always help. You know, if, hey, let's put this box at your school. This is what we're doing. Can we get approval? Um, or you even, know. like, with the holidays coming, you can do, like I do every year, the Halloween drive. Mm-hmm. There's tons of candy out there that no one can really all eat all that candy. I can. You do. <laughs> <laughs> I eat the chocolate dog. <laughs> I know you do. Um, but if you do a candy drive and, you know, you, um, I would do this with my, with my boys. We would... Um, send out um, flyers and social media saying that we were collecting candy after um, November 1st. And um, then on on Veterans Day, we would get together as a group and we would bag the candy mm-hmm. and we would take it down to Sarah's Pantry, who was appreciative at their holiday Christmas party. Everyone got um, candy to be put in their shocking. So it's, it's, it's that easy. Like you can, you can do something very small like that. I, people would just drop it on my porch and then the boys would come and bag the candy. So um, you can do that. You can do um, a book drive. Book you drive, yeah. Make toys for dogs. Toys for dogs you if know, you have extra is, material. You can do that fun. at home. Um, the time that you spend making the toys at home counts as your volunteer time. Go drop it off at an animal shelter. Um, really kind of think outside the box um, if you're hesitant to just jump in and we don't want you to jump in and be overwhelmed and then not go back to something um you know take your time get your feet wet a little bit and and slowly ease yourself into volunteering and like don said the holidays you know you have plenty of things coming up um that you can probably touch on with maybe halloween then thanksgiving then christmas there's always probably um homeless feeds that you can go get involved in. Mm-hmm. Um, and I'm sure that Dominic, our awesome outreach, volunteer outreach, that's will him. have... Yep, that's, that's him. <laughs> <laughs> um, he will have things posted that you can get involved in. Um, so, yeah. Oh, I also want to say, too, though, even if you look at the calendar of volunteer calendar and you don't see anything that you particularly like, but you can... Those are just suggestions. You don't have to do those. So you can also go out on your own and find um, opportunities on your own. Um, like we said, what we put on the calendar are just suggestions are not required for you to do. We want you to work around your schedule, make it as easy as possible. We know with school and sports and homework and everything else, um, to squeeze in some volunteer opportunities, do it on your time and... Um, Make it fun. Make it fun. Yeah. yeah. Or maybe you guys do something already on your own that's yep. not on the calendar. You want to share with others? Go ahead and send it to us, and we can post it up for people that are in your area as well. Yep. So Definitely. It's easy to do. Perfect. Definitely. All right. Well, Don and Nisa, we've really enjoyed having you guys here on our podcast today and for t- talking with us more about class coordinators and being a community manager and some project ideas. I think our listeners mm-hmm. are really going to enjoy it. Yeah. So do you have any lasting shout outs or tips? Just a couple. Tricks? One thing, <laughs> if you're already a class coordinator and you want to do the next step, we're always looking for chapter presidents. So okay. if you're interested in volunteering to be a chapter president, give us give us a call and we can discuss. Um, we have some um, chapters in our area that are in need of chapter presidents. So always give us a call if you are interested in being a chapter president. All right. Oh, wow. Yes, you took it to the next step. I did. Right on, I did. Um, and as always, you know what? We always appreciate the chapter presidents and the class coordinators that step up and are they're all volunteers and we really appreciate that um couldn't happen without you guys um we know that we understand that um and our members are awesome they go out and they give back 
Um, we appreciate every single one of you guys. So thank you very much for all that you guys do. Um, trust me, anything that you go out and do, it doesn't go unnoticed. We see it on your logs. Um, so thank you. Just want to give you guys a shout out for all your hard work that you do. Yeah, absolutely. Well, thanks, you guys. Thank you. Thank you. Have a great day. Bye, Bye for now. <laughs> Awesome. Well, thank you, Don and Nisa, for coming on our podcast yeah, this week. Yeah, thanks, you guys. And we want to remind you guys out there, to all our members, to log your hours uh, every time you go out and volunteer and do some activity. So especially during the holiday season, make sure you're logging your hours in and getting credit for all of those on our platform. Absolutely. And again, an additional reminder as the year is kind of, you know, coming to a close, make sure that you are meeting your meeting requirements mm -hmm. uh, for the year. Uh, for the most part, most groups are required to do six yes. uh, schedule, at least six meetings for the year and then attend at least four of those. Uh, so make sure that you're keeping tabs on your schedule and you guys have your meetings ready to go uh, so you can continue doing great things in the community. Yep. Uh, and we also want you guys to be sure to check out your member toolkit uh, for the project guides that we have available for you. We're going to start releasing one each month. So stay tuned. Uh, probably, if not today, then possibly next week, we're going to be uploading a holiday project service guide. Yep, so you guys, stuff. yeah, so you guys can, uh, Dominic's really uh, helping us get some really great activity ideas for you guys. So things that you can do for Halloween to help kids in need, possibly you need help with candy or costumes, things coming up for Thanksgiving. You know, whether doing a canned food drive or wanting to go to a local soup kitchen to help out. And then, of course, for the holiday season, mm -hmm. helping to spread kindness and cheer uh, at the end of the year. So yep. we're real excited to put that together for you guys. So stay tuned. Uh, and again, you can always connect with us on social media to let us know what you guys are up to. Or if you have some great service project ideas that you would like to see highlighted either in a project guide or on the podcast, definitely don't hesitate to reach out to us. We're at Lion's Heart Service on Instagram, or you can find us on our website at lionsheartservice.org. Yeah. Thanks, guys. Well, I think we can wrap it up there. That sounds great. Cool. All right. <laughs> we'll see you guys next week. All right. Thanks, you guys, for listening. And don't forget to always think of others before yourself. Yep. Bye. Bye. So your jeans are ripped. Their souls needing to be mended. It's not hard to help the less fortunate. Even though you're still a kid And straighten your spine With your lion's heart You can change people's minds